Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. We want to teach on a subject. It's got to do with fulfilling your dominion. Fulfilling your dominion. I want to see what I want to call this. Filling, fulfilling your dominion mandate. Amen. Mandate. Fulfilling your dominion mandate. Now I'm going to have somebody to read just like I did before. Now let me tell you what happened before. I wanted somebody to read on this side. You know, I get people to read in different places. And a very little young person came up. And I said, no, send me somebody that can read now to this person read like an experienced preacher. And I'm telling you, I was thoroughly blessed. But So we're going to go through some things. Now, let's open the Bibles, please, to uh, Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. 126. He says, uh, And God said, Let us make man in our image after likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, of the cattle, and over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So you have dominion over creeps. Amen. Let's just start out with Amen. But this word dominion, dominion having to do with sovereign and supreme rule and authority. Dominion, the power to govern or control the power to direct or dispose of at your pleasure. The power to direct or dispose of at your pleasure. The power to direct and dispose of at your pleasure. Jesus cursed a fig tree. He disposed of it at his pleasure. That's the summer also called the person to one of his friends from Texas to come up here. We're going to close this television station that's shooting out all this filth, and we're going to call it into the kingdom. Uh He pointed at it. It closed in 60 to about 30 to 60 days, and he called it into the kingdom, and he began to preach the gospel out of it. This earth doesn't belong to the devil or his people. It belongs to God and his people. Say amen to that. Yeah. So dominion. You need to get familiar with that word. Dr. Fred Price, the late Dr. Price said, it means to have uh, rulership and authority. It means to have caretakership. It means to have stewardship and even ownership. Jesus said, you are joint heirs with Christ over in Romans chapter 8. So it's interesting here that this kingdom message, which we're talking about here, dominion, is a very powerful message. It's something that's very much needed in the church. So I'm going to kind of lay the groundwork for it tonight and then finish up uh, tomorrow night. And in today's session, like I said, I'm going to talk about kingdom leadership. No, and it's for everybody, by the way. All my my stuff is good. And uh, so... uh, Y'all didn't know I was going to say that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All right. So this is now Genesis 128. 
And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful. Now, be fruitful was not a, uh, it was not an option. It was a command. Multiply. Having to do with the increase. Increase laterally and increase vertically. It came out with the iPhone Two, iPhone 4, iPhone 7, iPhone 9. Each time they were increasing the technology in that product. Okay? And you want to increase in terms of the number and the, the amount that you have. And multiply, increase, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. That means to perpetually renew and supply it. To perpetually renew <laughs> and supply it. Now y'all gonna have to pull something out too, you know. Amen. <clears throat> and uh, so then he says, and subdue it. And that means to, to keep it under, keep it means to control the market, to subdue it. So all these things, if you look at it, and you look at a company like Apple or, or one of the companies, you'll see that these four principles, uh, they are following. Uh, and that's what's made them so large. You got what I'm saying? These four things. So they're powerful. So we're going to be mixing these things as, as we go along. Now, let's look at this. Um, first, let's talk about the condition of the world. Now, let's see. Do I have a reader over here somewhere? Okay, come on up. Okay. And, uh, and let's look at Second Thessalonians. Okay, microphone. Second Thessalonians. You can just stand right there. Thank you. Hey, no, you're going to hold the mic. You're going to read. Okay. And Amen. Second Thessalonians, chapter 2 and verse 7. I want you to read that, if you will. All right. Now, this is, again, the condition of the world. Because there are things happening in the world. That the enemy has gained ground. And we got to stop this. That's right. We got to stop this. Yes, the things that they're talking about doing to the children and, yeah. and stuff. We, we got to stop this. <clears throat> All right. Okay. Um, ready? Okay. You have that? Verse 7. Okay. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7. Go ahead. For the mystery of iniquity. Okay. Turn his microphone on, please. Up. Okay, go ahead. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who letteth will let mm. until he be taken out of the way. This is interesting. This is a picture of the condition of the world. The world is trying to take over the, 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 the enemy is trying to take over the world. Uh -huh. 
and the church is standing in the way. The church is standing in the way. Just imagine the church holding back iniquity, evil, holding it back. All right. So this uh, condition of the, the world, I think you've seen it in the headlines and so forth like that, of some of the almost wicked things and that are being done or laws that are being made or whatever have you. Now these things are happening on our watch. Is this the right group I'm talking to? It's on our watch. All right. So let's look at the condition of the church. And if you will, uh, I'll go ahead and, and uh, say this one and then I'm going to have you uh, look up the next one. You could look, <laughs> look up Numbers <clears throat> in uh, <clears throat> Numbers chapter 13, verse 30. Now, condition of the church. Um, Jesus said, Matthew chapter 15 and verse 14, let them alone. They be blind, leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, everybody's going to what? fall into the ditch. So leaders with no revelation, with no revelation. See, it, it takes a revelation to go up against the gates of hell. And if the revelation isn't there, then you can't go through the gates. The gates will hold you back. And so the first thing the leaders need to have is sight. Say amen to that. And then next, the leaders are what I call blending, blending. First, um, these leaders are blind and they're blending. Let's go with numbers and numbers chapter 13, verse 30. Look at this. 30 or three, sorry. Uh, 30, th- three, zero, three, zero. All right. Uh, just look at this, if you will. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Now, now, they said we're well able to overcome it. And do you know the rest of the people wanted to stone them for saying that? Now, I'm just saying there are churches that if, if they close down the neighborhood won't even know it. Really? I mean, there should be a difference yes, between the people of yes, God sir. and the people of the world. And the first way you should know them is by their speech. By their speech, you, you should hear them calling things that be not. If you ever talk like God, you will stand out. If you ever talk like God, people get around their cousin and won't talk like God. They want to blend. 
I decree the days are over for blending. You're not going to compromise the gospel anymore. You're going to say what God said, no matter what it looks like, I'm going to say what God said. By his stripes, I'm healed. In Jesus' name. Are y'all with me here? So, first, the church has been what? Blind. Next, the church has been what? Blending. Next, the church has been broke. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that just because I'm coming over this section. But because uh, I, I know it's some real well, well-endowed monetary people over here. Uh, but over in uh, Genesis chapter 30, and this is when uh, Jacob had been working for Laban. Laban is a trickster. And uh, Laban's had, uh, had been working for him for going on 20 years. Now the first way he got to work for him is that um, Laban, uh, Jacob was, was attracted to Laban's daughter. And uh, when I was brought up, we call it sweet on. We sweet on her. Oh, y'all following what I'm saying? Uh, And so the Laban said, okay, you work for me for seven years, you're good to go. Well, he worked for him for seven years. And after seven years, that that wedding night, um, Laban, Laban, Laban didn't do right. He didn't do right. He he pushed the one in the tent that had the teeth missing in the front. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Now don't strike that from the record. Strike that from the record. Okay. Are y'all with me here? So, but he tricked him and had him for, I guess, almost 20 years. No, Laban's fed up with this. Uh, Jacob's, pardon me. Jacob's fed up with this. He's saying, hey, I got to get out of here. So what he did is when Laban offered him a salary increase, he said, I don't want that. Keep it. He said, my righteousness, this is Genesis chapter 30, verse 33. My righteousness is going to speak for me. Now, what he did, he moved. He moved from 3D to 4D. Now, I'm going to explain that as we go along. But now he's getting ideas from God, and he ended up in Genesis chapter 31 and verse 1. Genesis chapter 31 and verse 1. And this is where he went. Read. And he heard the words of Laban's sons, saying, Jacob hath taken away all that was our father's. And of that which was our father's hath he gotten all this glory. 
Now, isn't that interesting? Because now he took everything that Laban had. Now he's no longer broke. He left and so forth and so on. But I want you to see those three things. Now, we've got to eliminate those three things. One, we've got to put leaders in place that can see. Are you following what I'm saying here? Yes, sir. These, these things, it's necessary for the church to do the things it needs to do to stop Satan's advancement. See, the problem with the world is not the world. The problem with the world is the church. But the problem with the church is the leadership. Am I right about that? Look, look up here. Uh, look at this next verse. Let's go to to uh, Romans. <clears throat> In Romans uh, chapter uh, 10, I think at verse 14, um, it says something like, how can they hear without a preacher? Isn't that, isn't that the one? You said? Uh, yeah, 10. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's 10, 14, not 8, 14. 10, 14, I think it is. All right. 10, 14. And, uh, and look and read that. 10, 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Yeah. And how shall they believe in him of who they have not heard? And, and how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they what? Hear. Without a who? Preacher. preacher. Keep going. And how shall they preach except they except be, sent? be sent? Now look at verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word See, of God. They've got to have somebody that's willing to preach it. Now they went and spied out the land of Canaan, 12 spies, and they came back and 10 of them had what kind of report? An evil report. But notice the two said what God would say. And, and, and as they said that, my point to you is, is because of that 10, they believed that and now they were wanting to go back to Egypt. So I'm just saying, make sure if somebody's in front, make sure they can see. Make sure they can see. All right, now, let's go to another line here. All right, let's look at, uh, well, let me just say something first, and then we'll talk about this picture. We want to go to Joel chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. I remember a guy telling a story, and he's saying that this preacher came, invited the preacher to preach, a bishop. And he invited him to preach, and he came. And when he got in town, <clears throat> he was at the airport, and they were supposed to meet him. Well, they hadn't known him, didn't see him. It's way back when they didn't have all the television and all that. And, uh, <clears throat> and he was supposed to be picked up at the airport by the receiving church. But they went there and uh, they didn't see him. The flight had come in. They kept looking for him. So they thought maybe he had missed the flight, called back to church. Did anybody call? No, nobody called so forth. And then they finally came and saw a man sitting on his luggage. And they said, excuse me, would you happen to be Bishop so-and-so? He said, yes, I am. He said, oh, we've been looking for you for over an hour. He said, but you don't look like your picture. <laughs> well, he had sent him a picture of when he was about 20 years old with a big afro. 
Come on, church. Now, I want to read this. Joel chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Ready? Read. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, and sound the alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants on the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. A day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and strong. There hath not been ever the like, neither shall be any more after it, mm -hmm. even, a, even to the years of many generations. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Oh, oh, that's all right. Now, notice what it says. This is describing the church. If you go on down, you know, it'll do further descriptions. I'm restoring the years that the canker worm is eaten. Now, my point to you is, is the church is described here is the most powerful institution that has ever been on the face of the planet. I want you to see this. Here is God in time and he dropped something in time called the church. He just dropped it in there. Now the church has got a job to do and once our job is finished, we're going to be raptured out. The Bible says over Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20 in the Amplified that we're citizens of heaven. In John chapter 3, it says we were born from above. So God took us to church and dropped it down. Church got nothing to do with the building. It, it's a word ecclesia, which means called out once. So God chose you. That's what he says over in John chapter 15. He said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. Now I tell a story about being chose because when I was in high school and, and I was hanging around with two other guys and Joe and Eldridge and we were going to a party and we all thought we were uh, cute. And so what happened as we went to the party and we're standing up talking, kind of admiring the people and and so forth, I saw this young lady, she was really attractive and she was looking uh, at the crowd, me, Joe and Eldridge. And, and I, I, you know, I caught her out of my peripheral and I said, I, I need to see whether she's looking at me or Joe or Eldridge. I said, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna step back a few steps and see if she keeps her, her crosshairs right on me. And uh, I looked over and she was still looking at me. I said, okay, uh-huh. I said, uh, uh, hey boys, I don't know whether I'm gonna be with you that long. Look like I've been chosen. Are you following what I'm saying? You were picked out. You were picked out. And, and you weren't picked out to talk like the world. You were not picked out to think like the world. You were not picked out for poverty. You are not, you follow what I'm saying? You've been chosen by God to demonstrate the power of God in this world. Glory to God. Sit down. So, so now, as we look at this, uh, let's start here and talk about um, three things. And number one, 
God made Adam to operate. He designed him to operate on his level. That's right. He was designed to operate on the level of his creator. Now that, that is a powerful thing. Now if you look at Genesis chapter 2 verse 19. Over in Genesis chapter 2 verse 19, this is when Adam named the animals. Read. Okay, you're still fine to find it. Sorry, I'm here. 2.19. Over in 2.19, it talks about having this, this ability to name all these animals. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. Brought them unto who? Adam. Adam to see what he would call them. Now, why? Because God said, let them have dominion. He didn't say, let us. He said, let them. So if God wants to get back in here, he's got to go through them. So what Adam is doing, he's not learning. He's discerning. There was no uh, schools back there like UCLA. There was God and a man. Now, as I go further, you're going to see where I'm going with this. So here is Adam receiving from God the names for each one of these animals and all the other things that he named. Now this is without going to a university. Are you with me here? See, when Adam fell, knowledge got linear. It means that you've got to go first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade. But before that, it wasn't linear. You just knew. (laughs) Discernment is spiritual knowing. I'm going to maybe talk about that a little bit more tomorrow night. That in today's environment, you need discernment. Okay, now, so this 219, let's look here at Mark's gospel, uh, Matthew's gospel, chapter 17 and 27. Now this is mankind, that he made mankind to operate on the level of his creator. You see, 
Um, our, our ability is in God. Yes, All right, read that. Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea and cast an hook and take up the fish that were the fish that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money that take and give unto them for me and thee. All right. They came to Peter and they said, does your master, talking about Jesus, does he pay taxes? Uh, yeah. And then G Peter came inside and Jesus said, what's up, Peter? He discerned something. And Peter said, well, they're out there asking, do we pay taxes? He said, the kings of the earth, do their children pay them taxes? He said, no. He said, but let's pay our taxes so that we won't offend them. Now, what's, what's behind that? The Bible says a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. Jesus didn't come to offend people. Now, it's, it's, it's within limits now. But he came first to save them. And he's given them all the room possible that he could bring them in. Are you following what I'm saying? But now he told him, go and go fishing. And the first fish you pull up, open his mouth, you'll find tax money for me and you. And he did it. All right. Are you still with me? Now that leads me to the second point. Um, production or producing things for us is from the spirit rather than your intellect. Now hear what I'm saying. I'm about to take you somewhere. The production for us comes from our spirit and brings forth in the natural world. Now I'm going somewhere, just stay with me. Just, just relax. Jerry's watch. What happened? Here's Jerry and he's gonna preach. Here's another person with him named Charles. You'll probably figure out what the last names are. And Charles is going to preach after Jerry. And Jerry asked the moderator, how long do I have to preach? He said, one hour. He said, well, who preaches after me? He said, Charles comes after you. Here's what Jerry said. Well, I think I'll just take Charles' time too. <laughs> I laughed about it. Well, he started preaching. Looked at his watch. Kept preaching. Looked at his watch. He said, good time. Kept preaching. Looked at his watch. He said, wait a minute. My watch has stopped. What time is it? Uh, how much time do I have? The moderator got up and said, Jerry, you have exactly preached your time and Charles' time 
too. Jerry said, wait a minute, let me apologize. Charles, I was just kidding when I said, here's what Charles said. He said, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to preach. I just want to say one thing. Jerry has trained his spirit to bring to pass everything that he says. Numbers chapter 11, verse 18. Everything that he says. Now watch this. <laughs> and say unto and say thou unto the people, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow, and ye shall eat flesh. For ye have wept in the ears of the Lord, saying, Who shall give us flesh to eat? Stop. Okay, so they're out there in the wilderness and God is showing Moses how to operate on the level of God. Yes, sir. He's showing him some things. Yes, Just stay with me. Yes, so here are people in the wilderness, they're getting tired of manna, they want some meat. Yes, Moses went to God. God told him and said, okay, they, they're weeping about meat. Tell them I'm going to give them some meat. Yes. Not only enough for one day, not only enough for two days, a week, but I'm going to give them enough meat for a whole month until it runs out of their nose. This is God now. He's a little upset about this thing. Now, what happens? If you go on in that chapter, you'll see that a wind blew. Yes. Yeah. Verse 38, 31. Go all the way down to verse 31. Watch what happens. Ready, read. And there went forth a wind from the Lord and brought quails from the sea and let them fall by the camp as it were a day's journey on this side and as it were a day's journey on the other no, side. Here, here's what he did. God made a strong wind blow. Now, all this is revelation. He made a strong, he's producing from the spirit of a man. Now, you got you to gotta see this because we're used to working it out. I'm going to show you how this works. So here is God makes a wind blow and out of the sea come quail. Turn to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 20. Out of the sea come quail. Say Jerry's watch. Jerry spoke words and made his watch stop. I'll come back over here. The church has been left operating in 3D, three dimension. You're not made for three dimension. You're made for the fourth dimension. And in the fourth dimension, you can control everything in the three dimension. Three dimension, time, space, and matter. Those things are not supposed to 
govern you, you're supposed to govern them. You've got faith that will tell time what to do. So when he said that, all of a sudden, what started happening is now his spirit, which is connected to the Holy Spirit, is now going to find a way so that he would not only preach one hour for himself, but he'd preach a second hour because he said, I'm going to take Charlie's time too. Even though he was kidding, his spirit was trained that everything he said, it brought it to pass. And that's the way you were supposed to live on earth. Now he's going to read. Now these quail came out of that water. So Jesus never had to go anywhere to get anything. What he got came forth from what he had to work with. So if I look here and look at this verse, go ahead and read it. This is God speaking now and he's creating the earth. Go ahead. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and the fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament. Here, here the fowl coming forth again from the sea. And these fowl are coming from the sea to feed three million people. And how much fowl were there? It says they were three feet high, stacked up, a day's journey to that side and a day's journey to that side. Coming out of the sea by the Spirit. He would, God was showing him he can operate on God's level. Can I, can I keep going with this? Can we go further? Yes, sir. So it, it, he already got the money. Uh, it, 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 that's all right, flow, amen. Production from and by the spirit that would be produced or manifested or would be uh, 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 bring brought forth on earth. See, <clears throat> Can I keep going? Yeah. All right, all right. Let's just let's simplify. So here's a woman in 2 Kings chapter chapter 4. And 2 Kings chapter 4, she comes to the prophet. Said, "Wait a minute. My husband feared the Lord." 
Now he's dead. There, he left us in debt. And now the creditors are coming to take my two sons. See, the enemy is designed because that, that her husband fed and kept prophets that were running from Jezebel. Now the devil's going, going he's try, trying to kill it. Well, the husband died, but now he's after the whole family. See, he, he's after the husband's seed. He wants to cut the whole family off for feeding the prophets of God. She goes and says, wait a minute. What are you going to do about it? He said, what do you have in your house? See, God, Jesus didn't go anywhere to get anything. He used what he had to bring forth what he wanted. Are y'all with me? So what happened was this woman, he gave her some instructions. Now, where did the instructions come from? They came from God. Now, this is the way it happened with me one time. Watch this. So we started the church and the church started growing in, in, in Chicago. And one of the members said, my, my boss wants to see you. I said, who's your boss? He said, Bob so-and-so, he's one of the, he's the CEO of a large corporation headquarters here in Chicago. I said, wow, okay, I'll go see him. He said, Reverend, I wanted to see you because I want you to tell me what can I do for the black male youth in Chicago. Because I met with a guy who owned a Newsweek magazine. He asked me, what are you doing for the youth here and so forth? And, and I said, well, nothing. He said, well, you got all these resources. On, uh, you, why don't you do something for them? And he said, that thing bothered me, Reverend. He said, so I'm asking you, what do I do? I said, Bob, I can't tell you what to do right now. But in seven days, I'll tell you what to do. All right. Now, if you look at Colossians and Colossians, if you look at Proverbs, Proverbs, and Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 27, all right? And you look at that and let's read it. Now watch this. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Searching all the inward parts of the belly. Now, now, now the spirit of man is the lamp or candle of the Lord. And it searches all the inward parts of the belly. When you sleep, your spirit doesn't sleep. And if you're born again, the Holy Spirit is living in you. Now, he knows you. And he has access to all wisdom. Do you agree to that? So, as you go to sleep and pose the question to the Holy Spirit, then your spirit 
begins to be illumined. Lord have mercy. Say, say with me now. You don't sleep. Your spirit doesn't sleep. You sleep, but your spirit doesn't sleep. Your spirit is looking for the answer. It's like a lamp. Now you are guaranteed the answer. Now you'll find that in Psalm, Psalm chapter 18 and verse 28, please. I'm kind of deviating from my plan, but are you with me? Everybody with me? All right. Psalm 18, 28. Now the Lord would light my candle. He, watch this. He will enlighten my darkness. So where I've got darkness, God's going to lighten it. He's going to give me answers where I have no answers. Now that can only happen for a believer because I've got to have the kingdom in me. Read. For thou will light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. This is David. He's what he's saying. He's saying, hey, here's the deal. The Lord will light my candle. The Lord will enlighten my darkness. So whatever problem I've got, I can take it to the Lord. Now, as I pose it to God, it begins to draw the knowledge and wisdom from heaven to me so that I can wake up with the answer. So actually, there is no situation that the church cannot fix. No, we, 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 we got too close to the world, Samson and Delilah. And the next thing you know, we're thinking like the world, acting like the world, talking like the world. When at all the time, we're superior to the world and got answers to anything in the world. So what am I saying? I'm saying... Jerry's watch. Jerry has trained his spirit to bring to pass everything that he says. So when he gave me that thing, I took it like Daniel and I told him, the Lord is going to give me an answer. Well, right there, I committed to place a demand on the anointing that I then begin to tell, that answer begin to come forth. I got the answer. I went to Bob. I made a presentation to him, blah, blah, blah. I got to the the fourth page of this PowerPoint. He said, that's it, Reverend. That's it. I got $40,000 in the chairman's fund now. Can you start with that? I said, no, 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 Bob. I need to get a checking account and all that. Now notice. I got an answer that he said, that's it. Joseph got an answer for Pharaoh and Pharaoh said, that's it. Are you following what I'm saying? I'm saying every child of God in the sound of my voice has the ability to function by the spirit. See, we're still trying to figure something out. Adam didn't figure out the name of a giraffe. It came from the spirit. Now, the way you were designed 
is that your spirit produces it and then your hands gather it. I'll try that again. Boy, am I, am I going too far? Am I going too far now? No, 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 no. Even, Lord have mercy. Am I giving you too much? So good. So what am I saying? Now, wait a minute. Just stay with me. So here I'm saying that production comes from and by your spirit. And through that, it brings it forth on the earth. Let's take one more. Can you take one more? Yes, sir. So here's the woman said, what are you going to do about it? He said, well, what do you have in the house? She said, I don't have anything in the house except a little jar of oil. He said, that's good. Remember, Jesus never went anywhere. He always used what he had to get what he wanted. All right? So, is this too deep? Is it my going too deep? All right? Now watch this. So he told her, go out, borrow some vessels. Don't borrow a few because you've got to put a demand on the anointing. Borrow a few. And so come in, shut the door with you and your children because you're going to pass it down to generations. And then next thing you do is start pouring. Well, they brought all these vessels. She began to pour. Now, she only started with a little jar of oil. Where did the oil come from? Come on now. Come on, come on, give it up now. You don't. See, this, 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 this. This is not 3D. This is 4D. You were made for 4D. The world right now is in 3D. Satan is the God of that world. Let's go to the next one. The last one. So here, (laughs) now, three D living is mostly distorted, and it is yes. It is altered. What you see is mostly distorted and altered. 
And that's why Revelation chapter 12, verse 9, we're going to read that one. This is how Satan can get away with stuff. Because the movie Matrix. They had a revelation in that movie. Read. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He He deceived how much of the world? The whole world. The whole world. If you're in 3D, you can be deceived. I don't care how many diplomas you've got. I don't care how many PhDs you've got and so forth. If you're in 3D, he's the God of that world. You need to come up to 4D. That's where you were born to be, and that's where you're going from now on. I decree everybody in the sound of my voice, you are going to 4D as of tonight in the name of Jesus. No. Let me give you a little bit more perspective. Can I, can I go a little bit? Jesus operated this way because he understood the full spectrum of reality. If I look at a color chart, you have white on this end and black on that end. And if you go from one end to the other, you pass through all the colors, blue, purple, so forth. Why? Because they're all a combination of those colors. And when you get white, it's the absence of those colors. Black is the presence of all those colors. Now, this is the way a color spectrum works. Now, let's turn that vertical. Whoop. Now, when Adam was coming on, first Adam before the fall, he could see the visible and the invisible. Second Kings chapter 6, verse 16. He could see the visible and the invisible. So, earth was supposed to be a copy of heaven. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. You wait till you get there. There's streets there. There are trees there. There are lakes. There. You wait till you get there. The first thing you're going to say is, man, this looks like earth. Except the devil took over and distorted some of it. So, here's the prophet Elisha with his carnal servant Gehazi. And so, here is Gehazi going out to get the master some some coffee and looked up and saw them surrounded by the Syrian army in city of Dothan. They couldn't get out. 
And notice what happened. He panicked. Fear hit him. Why? Because he could only see 3D. You're getting this thing. I heard somebody over And now, what happened is he said, Master, what are we going to do now? He said, cool it, man. I'm, I'm putting that first Wednesday. Cool it, man. He said, there'll be more with us than be with them. Lord, open his eyes. David prayed, Lord, open mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Revelation, not just information. And he opened, the, the God opened the servant's eyes and he saw angels with chariots of fire all around the Syrian army. Notice, he was seeing the full spectrum of, come on, reality. Come on. 2 Corinthians chapter of four, chapter four and verse 16 through 18. 2 Corinthians chapter four. Uh, are y'all with me? Yes. We're taking you somewhere. I said, we're taking you somewhere. Read. You said 17 and 18? 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses uh, 16 through 18. Second for which cause we faint not, but thou art, for thou our outward man perish. Though our Let outward man perish, this, this flesh, keep going. Uh, yet the inward man is renewed day by the day. The inward, you got two men. Yes, sir. Now, wait a minute. This, this, this ain't no... No neutral gender thing. This, 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 which, we're talking about something here that God's talking about. Keep going. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Sometimes, every time you see somebody, how you doing? I'm going through. Well, when you going to be through? Uh, I don't know. Well, the Bible says you're supposed to have light affliction. Yeah. Keep going, keep going. Worketh for us far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are, are seen, but as the things which Stop. are... Stop. He said that if you look at the things that are seen, your affliction is going to be heavy and long. But if you look at the things that are... Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, y'all. Sit down. You getting this thing there? Somebody pull it now. We got a baby gonna be born in this place. Praise God. Now, sit down. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal in that 3D. But the things that are not seen are eternal in 4D. It didn't say they didn't exist. It says things that are not seen 
And so I'm telling you, once your eyes get open and you see your money, then you relax. You see your money. Your money's on the way. I said your healing is on the way. Come on. I said your husband is on the way. In Jesus' name. Woo! Sit down, sit down. No, no, no. Now, I mean, let's, let's apply that to something here that's, that's, that's tangible, something in this 3D area that's going on, Afghanistan war. If you know how to get angels moving. That every soldier, maybe from Russia that comes across the line, it could be blinded. Watch this, and as soon as they go back across the line, their eyes are open. Now I'm not saying you're on one side or the other, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying many times what happens with people is we forget that us, the church, we got 4D operation. So what did Elijah say? Blind them. And they all, every soldier was blinded. And here's Colonel Gehazi, I said, what are we gonna do, kill him? He said, no, fool. No, I, I, I just don't know. I, I, I take that back, that was not him. All right, but no. He said, let's feed them. Fed them, then open their eyes and send them back home. That's the way to fight a war. That's the way to fight a war. The Bible says wisdom is better than weapons of war. That's what it means. But it's because the church hasn't come up. Then all these things are happening in the earth and claiming all kind of climate, uh, uh, what is that thing called? A green deal and all of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you can do cards without so forth and so on, but we haven't even worked with the, with, the, with the crude that we got. You can, you can get knowledge of how to get crude so clean, you can't even tell it's doing anything to the atmosphere at all, Lord. Ever. See, I can tell when I said that, y'all, I, I stepped on somebody's toes there. And now he's talking about my climate control. I, remember, I know I voted for that, I said, okay. I'm just saying, you vote for something that you don't know about. Because if you come up in 4D, you'll see some things that 3D can't be, and your vote will be the different way. Yeah. Folks, the church can fix anything on this planet. Now, let's go to the last one here. Say full spectrum. Spectrum. Of, reality. of reality. There is a seen and an unseen. There is a temporal and eternal. Got it? 
Now I'm saying in temporal, there's time. So everything you'll ever need has already been produced. You're not gonna get God to work to do something else for you. Everything he's gonna do for you, he's already done. You take faith and go across the light line and get a hold of what belongs to you and bring it down into the temple. Now understand, once you bring it in the temple, it's vulnerable. I'm saying vulnerable to everything the temple has, the temple has in it, such as rust. Okay. All right, let's take the last one. How y'all doing? Y'all doing okay? Folks, not only, I believe, this is Bill Winston. Can we get our sight? But we can choose to change the color of our eyes. That's right. Okay, let, let, that, that, that was a little deep. That was a little deep. All right. All right, last one. Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. This is just a little something for y'all for Thursday night. You know what I mean? <clears throat> You'd be surprised that the church is supposed to be the head. Why? Because we can see. Anybody down in 3D can be deceived. Most of what's in 3D is altered. It's altered. And you can't catch the alteration from 3D. You got to go to 4D to catch it. Other than that, you go along with it. All right, last one. Peter, fishing. So here's Peter. And Peter's fishing. He's a fisherman. And he is catching nothing. Come here, who said that? Come here, come here. Come here, come here, come here. Come here. Come here. You know, I, I'm just, when the voice of faith speaks, I give him something. Thank you, sir. Did somebody over here say something? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I'm going to answer for you. No, you didn't. No. All right. Now, see, when you got money, you can give. God is going to bless us. Right over here. Somebody over here about to be blessed. This week going to be miracle week for you. I said, over here somewhere is Miracle Week. That harvest is on its way. All right, let's show you this. Talk about what we're about. We're the harvesting generation. Say, I'm the harvesting generation. John chapter 4, verse 35. Say not there be four months income to harvest. Why? He said, lift up your eyes, meaning that what you need to do is see it by revelation. Your harvest is on the way. Your money is on the way. 
All right, let's do the last part. Y'all still love me? Yes, yes sir. I'm going to tell you the truth anyway, whether you love me or not. All right, Luke chapter, chapter 5. And what's happening is Peter has been fishing. He caught nothing. He's a professional fisherman. Matter of fact, he's got a business. And I believe that that particular coastline is really, uh, fishing is one of the major industries on that coastline. So when the major industry is down like that, people are suffering. Here comes Jesus. So he sees Peter. He said, could I use your boat? Jesus preaching on the shoreline. People are pushing on him. Asked Peter, could he use his boat? Peter said, yeah. Now Peter's over washing his net. But Peter has gotten desperate. And amazing what desperation can do. A lady came and we're at Lake and Pulaski, the first church and it's a little place on the west side of Chicago. I mean, one of the worst areas in it, crime-wise. And here we were in this little storefront church, maybe hold about 20 or 30 people. And a lady came one day, we're having prayer meeting and just, just broke in the door. Where's the pastor? I said, I'm the pastor. She said, I need to see you. I said, you see me now, lady. Because you got to be tough. You know, you can't, can't be no, no pump down there. So what happened? She said, uh, the drug dealer's taking over my block. What are you going to do about it? Now, I wouldn't dare try to solve that problem in 3D. I know better. So I said, let's get in a circle and pray and go up to 4D. Are you with me? Let's get an answer from God. So God said, take the bottle of oil, bless it, and tell it to pour it down the middle of the street. He didn't say go to the police. He didn't say form a block club. He didn't say any of these things that would be the natural mind. He's going beyond the natural mind. She took that bottle of oil. She said, well, give it here. Snatch it out of my hand because she's desperate. And sometimes people need to get a little desperate because we too casual. You need to get desperate. Put your gangster walk on. No, you're going to heal me. I'm getting healed tonight. You know what I'm saying? So what happened? Took that oil, poured it down the middle of that street. Same way about the men who tore a hole in the roof and let this man down. Same desperation. Woman came to the man and said, my boy's about to be taken, put in slavery. What are you going to do about it? I mean, sometimes you got to rise up on the inside so you'll rise up on the outside. And so here's Peter. And I think Peter was desperate. His, his bills were due. He was washing the net, taking an extra long time because he didn't want to go home and hear his wife. So he, he just taking a long time. Now I'm throwing all that in there myself. You know. So what happened? He agrees to use, let Jesus use his boat. That's called a sacrifice seed. That's when you're about to get action right away. Right away. So anyway, I was about to say something. Anyway, so what happens? Jesus gets in his boat, told him to push out a little, and he sat down. And he taught 4D. 
What did Peter do? He finished preaching, a teaching, turned to Peter, said, now launch out into the deep. The deep. The deep. Launch out into the spirit. And let down your nets for a catch. Over in my living Bible at home, my old living Bible says, go launch out into the deep, let down your nets and you'll catch a lot of fish. Now, what was he doing? Speaking it. Because remember what I said, your spirit produces, your hands gather. So what happened? He launched out, let down that net and pulled in a boat sinking, come on, net breaking load of fish. He called for his partners. They came in. They filled up their ship. Both ships were about to sink. If he had 50 more partners, what do you think would have happened? Didn't make any difference because where you're getting the fish from, there ain't no end to it. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about you dealing with the God of the overflow. Pull those fish in. He threw himself down at Jesus' knees when they got at the shoreline. He said, wait for me. I'm a sinful man, O Lord. Why? The Bible says, for he was astonished. And all that were with him at the draught of fishes that they had taken. What he saw was a miracle. And the Bible says something about that. It says over in uh, Luke, Luke chapter 4, uh, I'm going to correct that. John chapter 4 and verse 48, I think that's it. He said, except they see signs and wonders, they will not believe. You see, it's not an option for the church to work miracles. Because there are people in high places that won't be saved unless they see one. So what happened? He said, away from me, I'm a sinful man, O Lord, for he is astonished and all that were with him at the draught of fishes that ticket. So, let me ask you a question. Where did the fish come from? We're going to start here tomorrow night. Where did the fish come up? I, I can guarantee you that lake had been fished dry. So get that out of your mind. Now <laughs> oh, you follow what I'm saying? The fish didn't come from the lake. Right. They came through the lake. Yes. Let's try it again. The fish didn't come from the lake. They came through the lake. One more time. I'm going to try one more time. The fish didn't come from the lake. They came through the lake. When she was pouring the oil, the oil didn't come from the jar. It came through the jar. 
an inexhaustible supply of everything you'll ever need has already been put in 4D. Waiting for your requisition. I want my stuff and I want it. That's all I got. Give God praise. I said give God praise. Give God praise. We're going to start that tomorrow night. Let me, let, me, let me say it like this. The man said, uh, he was preaching, and the lady came up to him. She said, preacher, you really cleaned out some cobwebs uh, tonight. He said, well, come on back tomorrow night, sister. We're going to kill that spider. We're going to kill that spider tomorrow night. Give God praise. God bless you. See you tomorrow. See you in the morning. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.